Judges chapter 6, obviously the, the story is that Gideon is living in a time when the Midianites have taken over the land and they're taking over everything. And um, the children of Israel have to hide, hide away, hold themselves into the caves and into the dens. And it says there in chapter 6, verse 6, And Israel was greatly impoverished because of the Midianites. And that's the state that we find ourselves in, I believe. We find ourselves in a state where the church is greatly impoverished. If if you think that the, that is not true, well then that's wonderful if you are part of a situation where that is not true. But for the most part, I think we can honestly say that the that Israel, the church, we are in a position right now of being greatly impoverished, greatly impoverished because of the Midianites. And it's in that state that the children of Israel cried unto the Lord. And it came to pass when the children of Israel cried unto the Lord because of the Midianites that the Lord sent a prophet. Praise the Lord. He answers with his word. And the prophet basically goes on to say, in verse 8, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, I brought you up from Egypt, and brought you forth out of the house of bondage, and delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians, out of the hand of all that oppressed you, drave them out from before you, and gave you their land. And basically what the prophet is doing is he's reminding them of what God has done for them. Okay, He's uh, bringing them back to their salvation, in other words. This is what the Lord has done for you. And this is very important for us as well. Uh, what, what came to my mind is um, when we go through these periods of severe drought or severe Im- impoverishment and we think, well, what's happening? Uh, we need to remind ourselves of our salvation. And the verse that came to mind to me was in Romans chapter 8, verse 32, where it says, He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Let your thinking be governed by what is true, by what you know is true. God spared not his own son. He gave us his son. He gave us the most that he could possibly give anybody. He bankrupted heaven to give us his son, to give us salvation. If that is true, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? There's some logic there that we have to uh, that we have to bring in, import into our thinking when we go through these periods of impoverishment. And so the prophet is basically telling, reminding the Israelites, this is what I did for you. I brought you out of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. And then it says in verse 10, I am the Lord your God. Fear not the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But... Ye have not obeyed my voice. And that is, that is so key. Yes, we are saved. And we can enjoy the fact that the Lord has done so great things for us. 
but there's always this element where there where we need to still obey the Lord and his commands. And I believe that the reason why we are in the impoverished state that we're in in the church generally speaking is because of disobedience if we have to draw from this passage you have not obeyed my voice and we have to ask ourselves well what exactly is this disobedience if you look at the passage anyway the uh, it appears that the disobedience which is typical throughout the history of Israel by the way has to do with idolatry where they replace the affection that they should have for God with something else and this can be applied to us in lots of different ways but idolatry was the problem in this in this setting i'm just going to quickly go through this in verse 12 the angel of the lord appears to gideon and says the lord is with thee thou mighty man of valor and of course we all love that because gideon doesn't look like a mighty man of valor it says there that he's threshing where is it He's threshing his wheat in the wine press. Yes, right there in verse 11, it says, Gideon was, he threshed wheat by the wine press to hide it from the Midianites. Basically, um, you know, when you thresh wheat, you do it sort of in an open place where the wind is so that you can have the wind blow away, you know, the chaff and in, an, in an open area. But he did it in this wine press, which is kind of like a, a sunken area so that they, he couldn't be seen uh, by the Midianites. There's a sense there of he's hiding. He doesn't feel like a mighty man of valor, but he's doing what he can uh, in a very limited, unideal way. And here we meet together for prayer. Not ideal, but we're doing what we can. And yet the Lord comes and pronounces upon him that he's a mighty man of valor. And he's probably looking around and saying, are you talking to me? This is, he did not feel like he felt like the part of a mighty man of valor. And that's so often how we feel. The Lord, if, the, if we could hear the Lord saying to us, Thou mighty man of valor, we would feel, I am not a mighty man of valor. In fact, Gideon goes on in verse 15 to say, My family is poor. I come from a poor family, and I am the least in my father's house. Not only am I poor, come from a poor family but i'm i'm the poorest of the poor i'm the least in my father's house and yet the lord saw him as a mighty man of valor <clears throat> and i want to encourage us that the lord sees us um before you assign this to any particular person in this group and say oh well he's a mighty man of valor or she's the mighty woman of valor the Lord is the Lord can see all of us if we are praying with our heart to God. This could be this could be an address to us, and I want us to have enough faith to see that. And he goes on in verse sixteen, even though that we're the least of the least. Verse sixteen, the Lord says, That doesn't matter. You're poor, the least. He says, I will be with you. See, and that's the important thing. If we have the Lord with us, None of that poverty or the weakness or the fearfulness that we have, none of that matters. The Lord will be with us. And, of course, he goes on to talk about um, how he's going to deliver Israel. And we all know, and this is part of the 
of how I was thinking today, the Lord needed to just trim down this whole number of people that he had, uh, way down into such a small little band of people that it would be impossible for anybody to take the credit for anything that the Lord is going to do. I believe the Lord is going to do something. I believe the Lord is going to work. You cannot explain everything that has happened last year as just, well, it's just another another year. This is not just, it's not just another year. We all can admit that. And what, the Lord just did all this just so that he can return everything back to normal? I don't think so. The Lord has done something that nobody could have imagined. And he has begun a work, and I believe the Lord is going to continue that work. But he needs to have a people that will not take the credit for it. He will not share his glory with anyone else. He's not going to share his glory with the false prophets out there, like the, the Paula Whites of the world who are, who are doing what they do around the president. And he's not going to share his glory with us either, by the way, or with the conservative Christians. or He's just not going to do that. And so I believe the Lord needs to keep humbling his people in order to guard against God's own people because our hearts are deceitful and desperately wicked. You know, who can know it? God's own people from exalting themselves. See, in verse 2 of chapter 7, it says that the Lord said unto Gideon, the people that are with thee are too many for me to give the Midianites into their hands. There's too many people. Lest Israel vaunt themselves against me, saying, Mine own hand hath saved me. The Lord knows what's in the heart of people. You know, we can be praying for an outpouring of His Spirit, and you know, there's something inside of our hearts as crafty as it is. When the Lord, if and when the Lord does come and answer, you know, we were praying for that. Well, we were. Uh, but if we ever get down to this to, to a, a place where that we take any credit, and this is something that we have to be careful of because we can thank the Lord. There is a place for praise and thanksgiving for sure. And I want to be careful not to be too crazy extreme about this. I mean, I, I want to. We should thank the Lord. I'm thanking the Lord. I just I started by thanking the Lord. But I'm just trying to guard ourselves. I just don't want to jeopardize the blessing of God because of our own um, pride. And, you know, Chris Charles brought a, a, a word a couple of days ago about pride. And you should go listen to it if you haven't already. Anyway, the Lord brought a great victory through just a handful of people. And what a victory he brought through the most, um, through the most unlikely of sources. Gideon, fearful, so fearful, threshing that wheat in the wine press, hiding. Um, you read the passage, there's all kinds of doubt that he had, all kinds of assurances that he needed from the Lord. Lord, if it's really you, then please do this. And um, You know, we're not strong people. I'm not. Many of you are not. But the Lord will and can use us. He absolutely can. And I want us to be emboldened to pray and pray and pray and ask the Lord to fill us. The important piece, remember, is in verse 34 of chapter 6, the Spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon. When the Spirit of the Lord comes upon us, then we'll be able to 
conquer every enemy. And we have some enemies. So may the Lord help us.